0: FMR 101.3 good afternoon this is Ketchil Kirkham with looking up a few minutes at the end of the week to think about astronomical things now i'm here once more with dr robin catchpole who's an astronomer with the institute of astronomy at the University of Cambridge. But he has a long history here in Cape Town and in Sutherland where telescopes are. And he's gonna tell us what it was like being an astronomer back in the day up in Sutherland. So good afternoon, Robin.
1: Oh, pleasure to talk to you again, Ketchel.
0: So now then, every time I've been up to Sutherland, it's been cold. Is it ever anything but cold?
1: It is very, very occasionally warm. I, over the many years that I observed at Sutherland, I can remember one or two nights of shirt sleeves astronomy, but mostly it was standing there in the freezing cold with one's feet getting number, trying to stay awake on your feet, especially through the long winter's nights.
0: Now, some of these telescopes that you were using were really quite large. I mean, what was it like controlling those beasts? And were you on your own the whole night?
1: Astronomy, when I started at Sutherland back in the early 70s, was very different from the way it is today. Essentially, there would be one astronomer assigned to each telescope, and we would be working there All night. And initially, before we had much computerization, we would be standing out in the dome in the ambient temperature underneath the telescope, physically controlling the telescope, guiding it. And I remember a tip I had when I first joined the observatory to always wear a hat because especially with something like the 1.9-metre telescope, it was possible, as the telescope moved around the sky and the instrumentation moved across to different angles, that you could bash your head on things. And if you're wearing a hat, it gives you a millisecond's warning before your brain makes contact with the cold steel.
0: (laughs) No health and safety, then
1: no while i was there they instituted the midnight call it was the duty of one of the astronomers to phone round to the other domes and get a reply so if you knocked yourself senseless instead of being unnoticed for 12 hours you might only be unnoticed for six hours so that was (laughs) health and safety
0: And, and i hope you had a flask of tea and some sandwiches there
1: oh we had the tradition of midnight lunch very grand it sounds and and of course a lot of our traditions came from sir richard woolley who went back to his early days on mount wilson and you you could ask for things, and I would ask for a tin of sardines, an avocado, and a can of Coke, and maybe a bit of bread. And this would be put in a wooden box that I would bring up after dinner to the dome, and, and there it would be downstairs in the, one of the rooms, and I would think about it till midnight when I could go down there and you know grab something to eat.
0: And at this time of year, winter nights are very, very long. So, Mm. I mean, how was it?
1: Well, they were very long, especially when you're doing infrared astronomy, where you can, in principle, work almost to the moment of sunrise. Could be 16 or more hours, and I would always go straight up after dinner, open the dome before the sun had quite set, and somehow get everything working, and then that would settle my mind and the paradox of it is that if you had a long night where you weren't doing many exposures so you weren't working so hard the night would go very very slowly but if you had to work like mad doing one star every few minutes and set on another position a hard work but the night went by quickly
0: Gosh, it does sound so different from a modern astronomer. Many of them sit in front of a computer in in the warmth of their, well, these days, kitchens and living rooms, I guess.
1: Yes, even kitchens and living rooms, or even, laterally, one would sit in a warm room with the lights full on. So, you know, you would just be in daylight, you'd just be working at night. I mean, you'd be under artificial light, fluorescent lights, but there was something very special about working in a telescope underneath this massive beast, perhaps looking up through the shutters at the night sky and just having that ambience. And of course, you know, you could have the radio on for company or sometimes people would put their music on and then sing along. And I can tell you a dome is far better than a bathroom for having a a really noisy bit of private karaoke. Jolly well had to be private, I think, when I was singing.
0: <laughs> well, yes. fine music radio listeners will very much appreciate that musical tone. Uh, so thank you for telling us about that. Dr. Robin Catchpole. it's been a great pleasure.
1: Thank you, Catchpole.
0: And for now, this is Katchel Kirkham wishing us clear and dark skies. F-M-R.